0: We are back with four wins in June. It's been quite a week, All-Star Games. You know, it's a long break, but we're good to be back.
1: Yeah, we didn't mean to miss a week there, but, you know, life gets crazy. We had a bunch of snow here in Utah, and Dana took a little trip out to Sacramento. So we had to miss a couple episodes, but we're back, and we're excited. Tons to talk about.
0: Yeah, so let's first recap with the All-Star Game. Corey and I had the chance to actually be there uh, not to all the events we're we're too broke for that, <laughs> not yet, but we went to uh the n b a crossover, and it was pretty cool
1: yeah, it's just, uh, it was held in the convention center, just down the road from the arena, and there was lots of cool little experiences and uh events you could shoot around, players were coming in and out that you can meet, take pictures with, so it was a really cool experience
0: yeah, and you got to shoot baskets, there was a lot of people, yeah, and I thought that the the three point contest was kind of cool, like, yeah. Everyone was there, but you ha- had the chance to win like I don't know how much was it like ten, ten yeah grand it was like ten like grand
1: that. if you most threes made in a minute. Uh, Dana had a chance to make some money from a drunk dude, but he didn't end up taking it.
0: That's true. We we don't take money from from those under the influence. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. He
1: but. challenged Dana to a three point contest, but not with him, with his like ten year old son. So Dana beat him, but just barely, and he didn't take his money. Yeah. Which is it's just a good thing to do,
0: you know. You have to have have respect, you know. Yeah,
1: but it's pretty funny. Should have beat me, but. <laughs> yeah, the kid choked.
0: <laughs> but anyway, we had a lot of a lot of stuff happen. Let's start off with Mac McClung. Yep. Kind of brought back the dunk contest.
1: Yep. It was amazing to watch. I kind of have a feeling he was going to do this because he did an interview with Shams like right before it, and he said, "I'm just trying to be as creative. I've planned out these dunks. I've had a couple I know no one's seen before." Which is honestly all I ever wanted was people trying to be creative, so I think Mac McClung was the perfect person for the NBA to bring in.
0: For sure, I liked the first dunk he had. It was the the three sixty, like through the legs or whatever, behind the back. I don't know what it yeah. was. But then the second one or the last one, he did seven twenty. Yeah, that was sick. One. It's like, like it already impressed us, and then it's just yeah, that's how the dunk contest should be. It's like mm-hmm. you should have you should have your you know decent dunks, but they're still impressive, right? And then you just come and and yeah. show them at the end.
1: And the thing that he did really well is he did them all in the first try. He, You could tell he practiced them. You could tell he had a routine. And he said, okay, I'm doing this dunk first, this dunk second, and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the dunk contest was the highlight. I mean, you could argue the three-point contest with Dame, but I think mm. Mac really brought it back. So hopefully in the future oh, yeah. we can have uh, better dunk contests.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a good – uh, I think for the NBA as well because Mac McClung kind of just showed up all the NBA players. They let a guy from the G League come in and win the dunk contest. If I was in the NBA, I wouldn't take that very well, and I would just say, "Okay, let's go show this guy up." For
0: sure. So hopefully, Jaw and Zion and Levine can do one next year. That would be sick.
1: Yeah, that'd be super dope to have them participate. But we'll have to see. If not, Mac McClung can win it again, and I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, me too. He's he has a lot of bounce. Yep. Clearly. Um, we also had the All Star game. It was kind of a letdown, mm. to be honest. Like we had, we had uh, Tatum and Brown. That yep. was pretty cool, you know.
1: Yeah, from a Celtics fan, it was the dream come true. It was everything I could have asked for and more. I loved it. But from an outside perspective, it was a pretty boring game. There wasn't much going on. It was kind of just, hey, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, and just got shot a bunch of threes.
0: Yeah, and then LeBron like hurt himself like the first quarter. Yeah, but that was kind
1: of nasty. He like jammed his finger yeah. on the rim. Like, that looked like it hurt. Yeah. And, and
0: didn't Giannis like, Giannis only play? played 10
1: seconds. <laughs> so
0: it's like, the captain's where are you at? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But shout out Jason Tatum winning it. Finals. Uh, not finals. Uh, all-star yeah. game MVP. Uh, super good, good for him to see that. Broke the record for most points in the All-star game at 55. Still impressive to drop 55 in the game, especially with the Elon ending at the end, kind of limiting it. It's still impressive. It's true. It's less impressive because there's no defense, aside from him and Jalen Brown for, like, two minutes. But – it's still so impressive. It is.
0: You have to, you know, score a lot of points. Yeah. It takes time, and you don't have a lot of time in the All-Star yeah. game. But um, that kind of brings us to the point, how are we going to fix the All-Star game? Because in the past, you know, they had it. It was kind of getting lame, and then they fi- like they put the, the target score, right? Mm-hmm. And then that kind of fixed it. But now it's like I feel like we're in the same predicament. Yeah. We're, we're still, like, trying to find something.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't think I've – talk to you about this idea i've talked with some other people my idea for the all-star game is first and foremost i think the biggest thing they should do is because it's getting so boring they need to lower the price of tickets make it cheaper tickets so people who actually live in the area can go watch because like we're in utah but the tickets are a couple grand for nosebleeds like we can't afford that make the all-star game available for the people in the community and make it more about them and their experience and just making money but then second of all i think obviously the players don't want to try to work because they want to get hurt and they want to hurt each other which is fair because they know it's all about the regular season and the playoffs not really the all-star game so i would honestly love for them to make it more like the celebrity game than actual all-star game make it more fun have like richard jefferson be the ref have everyone mic'd up just having a good time goofing off and make it less serious but just make it more fun and more interactive for the fans have like uh, the players trash talking the fans, courtside, things like that. Just make it all about the fans, and less about the oh, it's all star game. It'd be super serious.
0: For sure. Yeah, I feel like there's there's two sides of that, right? You have the you know focus on the fans, or you focus on the players to motivate. And it's like you know money can only go so so far. Like it's not like you're just going to pay more people, like pay these players more. Yes. Yeah. Like that's something to motivate them. And then if you do like a charity thing, like gee whiz, like, someone's going to get charity. Like, it doesn't really matter who gets yeah. it. But I don't know. I think that's pretty interesting. I think you could also have the spin on it, like, in the MLB they did. You mm-hmm. know, with if you win, you get home court advantage. Yeah. That could kind of, you know, make it mean something. But I don't know. It's just that makes it more serious, right? And then it's not, yeah. as, not as fun.
1: Yeah. And then it's do players actually try still? Do they don't want to get hurt? Like, we, we saw – it was really shocking to see Luka and Jokic fall in the draft. But then looking back, you're like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Their play style doesn't really fit the All-Star game. Oh, yeah. And so it's just kind of thing. Like, players like Jokic will never try in the All-Star game because it's not his kind of play. Yeah. Like, he's going to focus more on assists and getting his teammates open. But if his teammates don't have any resistance, why do they need him?
0: Yeah, and it's not like Jokic is going to do some windmill dunk or step yeah. back three. It's like – Come on. Yeah, that's not a
1: shot. Jokic, like, I think Jokic is the MVP of the league right now. Yeah. But it's just the All Star game is a different style of game. Whereas Mike Malone put it, it's not real basketball. Or Jalen Brown said it's a glorified yeah. layup line. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> it's the endless balance. I don't think there's a perfect solution. Uh, you either need to find a way to motivate these guys beyond what you're doing already to actually try, or you need to fall back and realize, okay, let's just have some fun with it, which is what I would honestly prefer. Make it more like the Harlem Globetrotters. Give them a four-point line. Give them something fun to do. Throw two balls in at once. See what happens. Like, just yeah. have some fun.
0: Yeah. Have a fan uh, come play in the game. Yeah, that'd be sick. Oh. Or having,
1: the, like, their kids, like Julius Randle's kid, yeah. come across them up. Like, that'd be, there's so many things you could do if you just take it less seriously.
0: Yeah. I've always thought about that. Like, put me in, Coach, 10-day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, let's go into, that was like our all-star experience, but we have a lot to cover. So let's just kind of run down it, um, the list with the recent news that's been happening. Uh, Right after the all-star break, we had that crazy Kings-Clippers double OT. Just insane game.
1: They basically had the same score as the all-star game. They had 154 points apiece after regulation, which is unheard of. And then they went to double overtime and kept scoring, and uh, I, the Kings ended up winning that game. But the reason why they won is because Westbrook fouled out. The, the Clippers took a lead in the second overtime, and as soon as Westbrook fouled out, their offense just stalled. Yeah. So
0: they're gonna have to figure that out because recently they haven't played Westbrook in the end, or they did, yeah. and I feel like there's some some pain, growing pains right mm-hmm. there with the trade deadline happening. With, the players they got.
1: I think as the dust is settling and we're seeing the playoff rosters kind of take shape across the NBA, I really am learning not to envy the NBA coaches' jobs because finding these rotations and then at the end of the game, knowing who to put out there to finish the game off is a hard decision. Like, you have your best five, you have your starting five, and that's pretty clear, but then what if a bench player is playing better than your star player? Do you have the guts to bench your star player down the stretch? What does that do to the locker room? It showing you're not, you don't trust your star player? Yeah. And so, like, I see that a lot with the Celtics. They have a lot of depth, but then, like, if Derek White goes off, do you have the guts to bench Marcus Smart for Derek White down the stretch? Mm-hmm. Or, like, with the Clippers, they benched Westbrook and, and kept in, like, Marcus Morris. But do you have the guts to bench Marcus Morris and play Westbrook more? And uh, every other team has this situation where it's just it's hard to find that, that lineup that works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also had some uh, crazy game winners, too. Uh, Tatum, he kind of struggled that game, but had that bang game winner, Mike Breen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was one of the craziest endings. I was all getting prepared to have Philly fans roast me on Twitter and things like that. But Tatum saved the day. Um, They played it well. They came back down 10 in the fourth, I think. Um, Great shot by Tatum. Great uh, execution. Great play. Um, but then that Embiid shot, I thought it went in. It I thought wild. it was. I thought he got off. Thought we were going over to overtime.
0: That was insane. It was like a three fourths court shot, just right through the net.
1: No bank, no nothing. Just straight yeah. swish.
0: And the same thing happened yesterday uh, or the other day with Paul mm-hmm. George,
1: right? Yeah. The it was against. It was against the Nuggets. Yeah, it was against right? the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, they hit a shot to uh, to take the lead there at the uh, to tie it. And then Paul George chucked up like a half quarter and and swished it, but it was after the buzzer. Yeah. So they ended up losing that game in overtime as well.
0: And then another game winner. It was like with two minutes left, but with Jimmy Butler. I don't know if you saw that. That was insane. He like drove, spun around, and like reversed it mm-hmm. through. It, it mm-hmm. was just an insane shot to beat Philly. So yeah. There's another L. For hey, the just Philly saying. Fans. Uh,
1: Cody Zeller blocked Joel Embiid. Um, Cody Zeller wasn't in the league a week <laughs> ago. Just saying. But uh, then there's also the Trey Young game winner. You see that one? Yeah. We yeah, yeah. stopped on a dime, hit a pump fake, and then drained cool. the mid-range. Yeah. It was beautiful.
0: You know, there's a lot of game winners, people going off, almost yeah. game winners.
1: All the national televised games recently have been fire. They've yeah. all been close. They've all been either comebacks or battling back and forth. And so the NBA is just really thriving right now.
0: Yeah, that Sunday, this last Sunday, they had four games, right? It started with the, the, the Bucks and Suns. Yep. That one was kind of lame.
1: The Suns let me down.
0: But then it got to the Lakers and Mavs. The comeback, 27 points. Yep. And then the Warriors and Wolves, I thought that would be a crappy game just because it's two teams kind of struggling. But that turned out to be, you
1: know, battle of the 500s. Hey, I just want to go on record. I knew the Warriors were coming back. Danon didn't believe. I did. I didn't, you know. So who's the real Warriors fan, I guess?
0: (laughs) Clay keeps showing up, but the rest of the team needs to kick it in the gear. I think I think they got lucky that this last game cuz it was the Wolves, but Yeah. Can we then, talk
1: about Clay for a little bit? For sure, yeah. Like he's going insane. January was his best statistical month of his career and then February he follows it up with more insane games, 40 pieces left and right, like 12, 12 three-pointers in two games already. Like he's going crazy. I I think Clay is taking the step I expected Jordan Poole to take with Steph out. Yeah. That's so, true. it's really surprising I didn't expect it from him, but it's really good to see someone stepping up for the Warriors, providing the offense.
0: Yeah, and everyone said like back when when Steph and Clay, Splash Brothers, were winning and stuff, that oh, what would Clay be like without Steph? Well, we're seeing it right now. Like he can score; he's still good. Yeah, like top shooter. Like I'm biased, but Steph Curry, number one shooter, Clay Thompson, second. Best. I don't
1: think that's biased anymore. I think that's pretty factual. Yeah, like I mean, you
0: could just argue for for Reggie or. Allen, or yeah, but Dame Clay Miller. has the record
1: for most threes in the game. Yeah. so like, how can you not have him as number one? Yeah, I, I mean, as number two, you know, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think most NBA fans will agree with you. Um, Ray Allen is definitely an argument for two as well, but I think Clay's insane. Yeah, and shout out
0: to uh, Charles Barkley, right, saying that Clay's washed at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I don't know, Chuck. I think you were washed at his age, but I don't know. I could be wrong.
1: The round mound the rebound was never washed yeah he yeah. just went bald
0: but i love clay he's just a great guy great player you you can't really hate him especially when he's like all i have to do as long as i can walk and have arms i I'll, all i do is shoot right so it's yeah. like he's gonna be around as long as he wants i don't see like obviously the two injuries quote slowed him down a little i don't Really see a difference. I mean, it definitely now. showed
1: last year when he was coming off the injuries. He was slow at first, but he's starting to ramp up now. He's playing back to backs again, yeah. which is exciting to see. You want to see the best players play, so I'm really stoked to see Clay.
0: So he's just going to continue to go off, and hopefully, when Steph comes back, we can just make that push to the end. Um, but speaking of teams making a big push, the Bucks—they kind of silently were on a win streak, but now they're on a loud win streak. What is it like? 14? Fourteen
1: in a row. Yeah. Even though it should have. Been uh, taken off earlier by the bench Celtics, but That's we choked true. there.
0: You still got that. I still think you you quote won that game because yeah,
1: but it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So the the Bucks have stormed back, winning fourteen in a row. They actually took the one seed from us last night by percentage points, which I think is stupid. Whoever went has the most number of wins should be ahead. Yeah. But it's how the the league works. So the Bucks are technically number one.
0: Not for long though.
1: Yeah, when the Nets beat them today, let's go Nets. Yeah,
0: they're not gonna beat. The th- the crazy thing is, is that it took them a fourteen game win streak to yeah. get the number one seed. So it's like the Celtics aren't really playing that bad.
1: Yeah, even though we played like crap against the Knicks yesterday. But besides the point, um, but it's it is impressive. I'll give the Bucks credit. They beat the Suns without Giannis. Giannis has been hurt the last couple of games. They're still winning. So I will give the Bucks some respect. They got a good team. They're deep. They're picking up the slack. Um, Drew Holiday's playing amazing. Brooke Lopez looks like Will Chamberlain right so- now. Um, so I'll give the Bucks some respect.
0: Could be the depoy of the year. Yeah, uh, it's true. Brook Lopez in his old age.
1: Yeah, so shout out Bucks. You guys are doing well? But we're coming back for a one seed. Um, last news around the NBA is there's some some talk about the new CBA changes. Um, the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, every couple of years, they the players and the association and the owners have to agree on it, and sometimes they make some new changes. Um, And so a couple of things I reported that talking about is, of course, they were always talking about the draft age and maybe changing that. But some interesting things were one, they were talking about making the overtime and Elam ending kind of like the all-star game. So you get to overtime and then they said like, okay, first team to score 10 points or something wins the game. And a lot of people on Twitter were really against this. So like, what were your thoughts? Uh, I I know I
0: saw that when you posted that um, I think that, It would be good. It would be a good idea because then that just builds up the intensity right away. There's not like that. Because in the five-minute overtime, it's like the first minute, two minutes, it's kind of just like, oh, whatever. Like, if they make a couple baskets, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's like the last two minutes really matters. But this, every point matters. Like, if you put a target on it, teams are going to be coming out, like, right away at the overtime. They're going to be even more energized than they were at the previous. So that's why I think – I think it would be good. I also saw on there the, the challenge, the coach's challenge, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that, but I just want to get my thoughts on the email. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, I think I, I it's hard for me to say I like it because I do like it. But I also like having overtime as like time and multiple overtimes because it just means more basketball to watch. But from a looking at the player's point of view, I can understand why they wouldn't want it because you can really rack up minutes. Like Kawhi played like 48 minutes in that double overtime game. And even though he did play that next game, you always worry, okay, if he play 48 minutes, i will probably set up the next game to load manage. And it really sucks because you want to see him play every game. So you want to limit those minutes. And plus, like you said, it'll be really entertaining watching him go battle for bucket, for bucket, reaching that Elam ending. Hmm. But at the same time, I want to see more basketball. So I go back and forth, but I probably would say I I would vote for it. I would say yes, the Elam ending, I think it'd be sick.
0: Yeah, just see something change, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, back, sorry. Back to the challenge thing. Um. The new rule is, that, like, the proposed rule is if you challenge it and you get it right, you get to keep your challenge, which I think I've been saying all along. It's yeah. like, if you get it right, come on. You just, it should be like the NFL, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it works there. Yeah,
1: if you get, when you get your challenge, but I think there's like a cap of, like, three challenges you can do in the NFL or something yeah. like that. But like that is how it should have been from the start. Mm-hmm. If you win, if you win, you're basically saying, "Hey, look, refs, you got the call wrong. Why are you penalizing me? I should be able to call you again later." Exactly. Um, but the one thing, if you do do that, I feel like they need to like put a pitch clock on the refs because yeah. sometimes the refs take forever on some really cl- like clear, um, obvious calls that they should take not take that long. Mm-hmm. I think I was joking around on Twitter last night. I was like, yeah, "They should implement a pitch clock for it, and if the refs run out of time, it's just." Uh, you shoot for a ball don't lie situation.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty fun. So <laughs> yeah, we need to hold the refs accountable too here. Yeah. So and and the thing with what can you challenge at the chat like the whole thing where it's like oh if I called a foul but then I challenged it to get the foul on the other person because the refs called it wrong like that shouldn't be stuff that coaches should be penalized for. Yeah. So it's like the if you get it right. You should keep your challenge. Yeah, so, I think it's
1: pretty obvious. I hope they make that change.
0: Yeah, um, now we're doing a transition to some injuries. There's a lot of people who are injured. Some people who are coming back from injury. Um, let's yep. start off with the most recent. Well, not the most recent, but the biggest. The King James,
1: Father Time might be catching up. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he um, hurt his uh, foot in that comeback win against Dallas. He played through it, but he was obviously limping at the end, and then. He the reports come out the, yesterday that he'll probably miss a couple weeks, probably two to three, and they'll be reevaluated. And it really sucks for the Lakers. They are building momentum. They are playing well to the deadline. And for this to happen just really sucks. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear any Lakers making excuses. You still have Anthony Davis, who when he's on the court, he's a top-ten player in the league probably. He has talent enough to carry the Lakers to a playing spot. So if you guys don't make the plan, even without LeBron, I'm not letting you guys slide. Like yeah. you don't have an excuse, to not make the plan. No,
0: I agree. And Vanderbilt and Beasley and and Russell yeah. like all those pieces I feel like they fit in well yeah. with their system. Whereas, you know, when they had like not no hate on Westbrook, but it just didn't fit. Yeah. Um and Beverly didn't really fit there either. But now they have, like, a team. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse, like you said, Anthony Davis should be able to lead them to a play-in.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that the Lakers should win a championship without LeBron. They need LeBron to win a championship. But you can make the play-in without LeBron. Yeah, it's like, Like, who else is there? You're going to be the the bottom five team in the West with AD on your roster? Yeah. Like, miss me of that. Mm -hmm.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, hopefully LeBron comes back because, you know, we both don't really like the Lakers. But it's fun to see teams push for the end. So, yeah. Um, that would have been fun to see. We'll see what happens with them. Also, uh, LaMelo, he just keeps – well, let's just Did say you see the whole family. They just yeah. don't really have a lot of luck recently.
1: Did you see the play LaMelo got hurt on? Yeah. It was just – it didn't even look like he tripped over anything. He just kind of – his ankle kind of just gave out, and then he kind of fell down, and next thing you know, he has a fractured ankle. It's
0: like there was a sniper in the rafters. And yeah. Just sniped
1: just, him. It was crazy. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Sorry to see LaMelo go down. He was having one heck of a season um but it kind of works out for the hornets who are kind of tanking as it is but it just yeah. sucks to see someone so fun to watch go down
0: yeah and uh just to mention his brother alonzo uh reports are still he can't run can't really cut can't jump can't jump
1: yeah and then tristan thompson reports that like the doctors have no idea what's going on with him he tore his meniscus last season he missed all the the second half of the year in the playoffs and then he hasn't played all this year. They shut him down for the rest of the season already, and no one really knows what's going on. Um, I don't know if the doctor kind of screwed up the surgery or something or, or what's going on, but it's kind of a weird situation surrounding Lonzo Ball.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Like It's kind of getting into the question of will he ever play again. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can't run, Which sucks because yeah. he made
1: such a good change to his, his career. He developed a jump shot. He turned into a point guard that was really valuable. The Bulls were really good when like he the,
0: played yeah the top uh yeah.
1: team in the first half yeah. last year they were really good when he played and as soon as he went down they sucked so a huge loss for the bulls sorry to see see that bulls fans hopefully he comes back next year and is able to play but
0: Thank hey you. patrick beverly they're they're undefeated right that's true they're 2-0 with patrick <laughs>
1: beverly and both have been like 20 point wins so, so
0: maybe he is the answer if probably the not play in, he is the playing answer <laughs> Maybe you will get up on the, the scorer's table.
1: That'd be sick. I would love to see that.
0: <laughs> the Bulls win a championship.
1: Yeah. But uh, then in positive news, uh, Kevin Durant, he's back tomorrow playing against the Lamelo Less Hornets. It's super exciting. They should have all their starting five there healthy and playing. Um, so what do you think? What are your expectations tomorrow?
0: I think it would be funny. Is it going to be on ESPN, the Hornets? Will the, they make it?
1: Probably not, <laughs> but who knows? They They might make it.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know why Kevin Durant's coming back for the Hornets. First of all, so it's kind of just whatever. They'll probably win because it's the Hornets, and Durant will probably play like what twenty five. Yeah, I'll minutes.
1: probably be on restriction minutes, so probably like twenty twenty five.
0: So we'll see. It's probably going to be a yawn, but I don't know. I I feel like I'd want him to come back versus like. A
1: good team. I'm fine with them ramping it up. The Suns need to win games to move up in seeding. They're the four seed right now. I think they're trying to pass the Kings for yeah, the three just seed. Just wait,
0: just wait. If he came back on Sunday, just wait a couple more days, KD. Then you could play the Mavs.
1: Mm, but, KD versus Kyrie. But I know but still I, I want him to ramp hype up. It's yeah. going to be hype up either way. Um, good to see Kevin back on the floor. An MVP candidate before he went down, and we can finally expose the Suns for not being a good team. Even with KD on the floor. Yeah. We
0: we both uh, wish the suns the worst luck. Uh, <laughs> yours truly. But uh, also, I just wanted to say shout out to Luka Doncic. It's his birthday today. Mm-hmm. And also shout out to Alex Caruso. It's yeah. his birthday today, too.
1: Yeah, and uh, Dana had a birthday on Saturday, so big happy birthday to Dana. It's
0: the MJ year. Yeah, 23, baby. <laughs> but um, birthdays aside, we had... Dame Dalla scoring 70, did 71. 71. So he beat Booker. Booker logic.
1: Yep. Uh, it was a, a crazy game. He had 41 and a half. And I honestly think he could have gotten more. That first, in the third quarter, he came out and was just playing really good basketball, but he wasn't scoring. He was finding his open teammates. I think Matisse Steibel had two threes off his assists. Uh, Cam Reddish had a couple threes. It's like he played really, really good basketball in that 71-point in that game even though he could have probably gone for 90, I think.
0: Yeah, I feel like, like you said, he let the offense come to him. He didn't force things. Like in the first half, he was just on fire, so it's like just give him the ball, right? But, yeah, for him to score 71 on, like, not really – I mean, he did take a lot of shots, mm-hmm. right? At the end, I think it was like 38 shots.
1: Yeah, but still, drop 71, 38 didn't,
0: is impressive. It didn't seem forced, yeah. it just – he's yeah. insane. Um, it's good to see him go off. He deserves it. He's put in so yep. much work. He's loyal, right? I like we. I talked about his little quote um, on saying like, you know, like there's people like Westbrook who um, get traded, right, to different teams because of the money. They sign somewhere else, and then you know, a few few years later, they get traded, and the grass isn't always greener. Um, Corey had some thoughts on the other other side. Yeah, of it,
1: I think it's a good argument because Dame, you know never know what's going to happen if Dame gets traded. It could be a worse situation. He, couldn't, he could be a bad fit for the team. But at the same time, like there's situations where players demand a trade and it works out for them. Mm-hmm. Like I think James Harden, it worked out for him because the Sixers were a better fit for him than the Nets. Or when Anthony Davis requested a trade, he won a championship. Or when Drew Holiday requested a trade, he won a championship with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So like there is sometimes where the grass is greener on the other side. But I can understand Dame's – Saw resistance to requesting a trade because it really is the unknown, and he doesn't know if it's really going to be better than what he has in Portland. Because I think he really likes what he has in Portland. Yeah.
0: And I like his mindset. He's not like too greedy, right? Because there's players like Kyrie, who was like, You were on the Celtics. Like, you had an insane team, and -hmm. you could have brought them a championship sooner because I feel like they'll probably win one here in a couple of years. But, like, you don't always have to be greedy. You can stick it out with teams. I love his loyalty. Sometimes it hurts because you yeah. want to see him win, but he also said that you know we we credit championships too much. We define players by their championships. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, and it's like the Celtics and Lakers both have seventeen championships. Yeah. Next is the Warriors. That's the
1: Bulls. The Bulls have six.
0: Bulls have. Uh, do the Warriors have seven? They have five five they have five okay so bulls then warriors yeah and it's like well after that there's like more than half like what like 80 percent of the nba teams don't even have two championships yep so it's like in that case like (laughs) there's going to be five players that are considered goats
1: yeah and we could go on and on about this we might have another episode just talking about the ring culture and the nba because that's a really good topic yeah. Um, kind Sorry, of I went fans. on a little tangent. No, it's a good point because, like, I think if Dame ever wins a ring in Portland, it would be one of the greatest rings ever won. Yeah. It would be on the same level as, like, Dirk winning in Dallas. Like, it would be a very, very impressive ring. Mm-hmm. And he would be able to talk all his talk, talk all his trash, and he would retire one of the greats even with just one ring.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, So, yeah, let, let me get off that tangent. We'll talk about that another time. But we kind of mentioned it a couple episodes ago. The free throw stat we're not sure to our knowledge we do not know that this stat is calculated or like kept track of by the league
1: yeah so we were talking about free throws and how um, some of the star players seem to shoot a lot more than others and so we wanted to kind of take a stat to look at what the points per game would look like without free throws and so i use my stats uh, coding knowledge to pump out some numbers and these are numbers from the all-star break um, i haven't updated since so apologies, but This is since the All-Star break. These numbers are updated. Um, And so obviously from the All-Star break, I'll I'll break it down for you. The points per game rankings. um, So Luca led the league in points per game with 33.32 going to All-Star break. Followed a closing line with Joel Embiid, then Giannis, then Damian Lillard, and then Shea Grilich-Alexander. So I want you to try and guess what are the top five players without free throws in points per game.
0: Yeah. See, this is crazy because I know Embiid and probably SGA are going to be lower. They probably aren't even in the top five, I would say. But who knows? So I'll just throw out random ones. See if I get it right. Um, I don't know. I feel like Luca doesn't get too many fouls, so I would put him number one. Is that wrong?
1: Um. No. Luca is up there. He is actually second, I believe second.
0: Okay. So, not not bad. Um because you'd still have to keep them high. Maybe Giannis? Giannis up there cuz he he bricks a lot of free throws. It is not Giannis. No. Huh.
1: Actually, Lucas third, Giannis is second.
0: Okay, so I got two in the top 5. Um hmm. I'm trying to think of who doesn't get love. Tatum? Tatum it is doesn't? not Tatum. No.
1: Sadly. Tatum is he's right there, right around the same as um. Ooh. What about Donovan Mitchell? Oh, Donovan Mitchell's pretty He's low. Well. No, he's he is at twenty two points per game without free throws. Um so he's up there but not top five. Okay.
0: All right, just fill them in for me then. So I got three of okay. them. Okay. So I
1: actually read it wrong. It is I was looking at the wrong stats. It's uh like, it is Luca number one. Luka's number one with 25.22 points per game without free throws. And the number two, which is surprising, is LeBron James. LeBron James without free throws is 25.13. Wow. So he's just right behind Luka, just nine point zero nine points per game behind Luka. And then after that, you go to Giannis at number three at 23.45. Okay. And then you go to Tatum at number four with 23.22. And then you go to... Embiid at twenty three point one six. So okay. those are the top five points per game scores without free throws. That's crazy. So yeah, Luca, LeBron, Giannis, um Luca LeBron, Giannis, Tatum. and Embi- Tatum and Embiid. and Embiid.
0: And Embiid has how many points without?
1: Embiid has twenty three point one six.
0: So he's like ten points less.
1: Yeah, the difference in Embiid is nine point nine three.
0: Nine point nine, and the difference for Jokic or for Doncic,
1: the difference for, for Doncic is nine point five five.
0: So still high. Yeah. So it just like, like that stat just proves to you how much the free throws actually you know give you. Like because without them, you're not even a twenty five point per game score. Yeah.
1: So like LeBron only averages 4.85 points per game from free throws. Yeah, which is almost half of what Joel Embiid gets.
0: And I can guarantee you he's going to this, he's going the same amount as times, if not more times to the rim. Yeah. than these players. Yeah, exactly. Where most fouls occur, we'll just say that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, that's that is interesting. Uh, like obviously drawing fouls is a skill. Um, yeah, it's part of it. But also it's you know biased with refs. Like refs. They can get whistle-happy, yeah. Um, especially they can have favorites, their favorites too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's one player I want to give a shout-out to who he, he's in the top five for scoring. Um, not top five for scoring. He's in the top five for po- total points, but he only averages 4.27 free throws a game. I want you to guess who it is. Crap. Uh, he's number four for scoring in total points.
0: Total points without free throws? Or in
1: total with, points in, with free throws. But he's only averaging 4.27 free throws a game.
0: Is it, is it SGA?
1: It is not SGA. SGA is averaging 9.55.
0: Okay. Hmm. Is it Brown? Jalen Brown? It's not Jalen Brown. <laughs> uh,
1: Morant. It is not John Morant. I don't know then. It is Anthony Edwards. No way. Anthony Edwards is fourth in total points this season, and he's only averaging 4.27 points for free throws. So, his point per game average is 24.89 yeah. regularly and only goes down to 20.62 without free throws.
0: And that's like 19th. Mm-hmm. So, without free throws, he's still elite.
1: Yeah. So, shout out Anthony Edwards. He's having a great year just scoring strictly buckets. He's not getting the line to as much. He probably deserves a better whistle. Uh, yeah. But he's having a great year. So, that really surprised me.
0: Yeah. So, well, I like that stat because it it just it kind of roughly just shows scoring, right? Yeah. Um, jump shots, layups, threes, uh, and it's without the the whistle. So, maybe we see that we're gonna
1: email that the league, <laughs> tell them that. Yeah, we'll send an email to Adam Silver, let him know what we're finding. But it's it's interesting stat. I learned a lot from it. I think it can be applied to really show LeBron is scoring a lot, but not getting as many whistles, even though he got yeah. fouled by Tatum. Um, now I
0: can see why you want to be a stats major yeah. because, uh, you know, you can find stuff like this. But, yeah. you know, I'm not a numbers guy. We'll, no. we'll keep that to you. But <laughs> mm-hmm. If I make a good combo. Impressive, impressive yeah. core.
1: So we'll, we'll, we'll bring that back maybe at the end of the season or something like that to kind of go over where the final numbers are at. But we just wanted to show that off because we mentioned it a couple episodes ago.
0: Yeah, good job, good job. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it. We're going to finish off with our betting. Yep. Um, Corey just keeps crushing me. It was close. I thought I was going to (laughs)
1: lose. It came down to the all-star game. If Tatum didn't win MVP there, I would have lost. So shout out Tatum. Um, Big dubs for him. Big got me the dub in the betting. Um, But you're you're really close. It's not like I'm blowing you out or anything. Yeah,
0: they're they're all close. It's just Corey just has the betters. I have
1: the little luck. (laughs) But we'll go over the games. I got to go first, obviously. Um, the first game is Wizards at Hawks. And the Hawks are minus 7 favorites, which is kind of surprising. The Wizards have been playing some good basketball. I know the Hawks as well. This is going to be Quinn Snyder's debut as coach That's true. for the Hawks, so maybe that plays a factor. Um, but honestly, I like the Wizards at minus 7. I'll take the Wizards. Alrighty.
0: Next we have the Nuggets at Rockets. Nuggets are 10.5 favorites. And... I, you know what we say. We can't really bet against the Nuggets, so I'll take them. Even though it's gonna be a, it's a big spread, the Rockets. Who knows what's going on there?
1: Yeah, the Rockets will surprise you from time to time, but I think that's a good pick. I'll probably go with Nuggets as well. Um, then the game of the, the game of the night for me, I'm gonna pay attention to, is the Bucks at Nets. The Bucks are six and a half point favorites on the road. Um, I'm gonna take the Nets just because I want to manifest them winning a game and the to to lose, break their streak and give us back the one seed. Come on, Bridges,
0: score 50 or something. <laughs> yeah. They have good players. This this a lot of They do. They got a good defense. It's just a lot of good players. There's yeah. not like They're a, a star, star, right? But uh, next we have Bulls at Raptors. Raptors are favored at 5. Bulls are on a little two game win streak out of the All-Star break with Patrick Beverly. Should we keep the Patrick Beverly train going? I, I'll take it. Why not?
1: Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, the Raptors just signed Will Barton, which I'm excited with God did not want Will Barton my team. Will the Thrill. Um, but they got him, so they're adding some pieces when people thought they'd be selling. portal has been playing well for them. Uh, Purtle. So we'll see what happens, but I like the Bulls pick for you. And then we got the TNT game with the Lakers and Grizzlies. Um, the Grizzlies are minus nine-point favorites. LeBron out which is a lot of points. I think the Lakers kind of got in the Grizzlies' head last time they played, thanks to Shannon Sharp.
0: And I kind
1: of I kind of think the Lakers win it again. I'm going to take the Lakers here.
0: Okay, Yeah, that's not a bad bet because nine points is a lot, even with AD. AD will still be playing, I hope. Um, then we have the Kings at Thunder. Kings are only favored at three points, so I think I'll take them. They're rolling right now.
1: That's fair. The, but the Thunder on the, at home, and teams always play better at home, so I could totally see a Thunder making up the point spread and winning it. Yeah. Then we got the Pacers at Mavs. Luca and Kyrie are looking to, to fix course and get some wins together. I think they're one and two as teammates so far. Um so looking to get back to five hundred. Uh they're minus nine though, which is a lot of points, and the Pacers are a good team. But I think I gotta take the Mavs. My gut's telling me they blow them out.
0: Yeah, they I think they can uh they can do that. They're pissed. Because of their 27-point blown lead. But yeah, we'll see if they bounce back. Next, we have Spurs at Jazz. Jazz are favorited 9.5 against the lowly Spurs. We were talking about them. They don't even have an NBA player on their team. Maybe Keldon Johnson. Yeah. But besides that, I'm going to take the Jazz on that one. It's a lot of points. but
1: You know, I like that. I, pro- I think I would have taken the Spurs here if I had the choice. Yeah. I think the Spurs, they haven't won in a month. They've lost like 15 straight. But I think this is the game they they win. I think they they come in and beat the Jazz, so I think I like the Spurs there. Then we got the Blazers at Warriors, uh, a little revenge game for the Warriors. They after the Gary Payton debacle, <laughs> um, the Warriors are minus four point favorites without Stephen Clay.
0: I don't even uh, know how without
1: Steph. Um, I don't know if Draymond's playing or not. He's day to day. Wiggins is out. Yeah, I think. hmm. I'll let you have the Warriors. I'll take the Blazers and the points Dang. there.
0: I kind of wanted the Blazers, honestly. <laughs> Reverse psychology. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard because Dame just coming off that game, he could keep it rolling like streaky shooters, right? But, yeah. Um, finally, the last game, I think it's on TNT too. Um Clippers and Wolves. Wolves at Clippers. Clippers are six and a half favorite, and it's the Timberwolves. So I'm going to pick the Clippers on that one.
1: It's a good pick. I would have... Uh,
0: when Nas Reed is your highest scorer, <laughs> there's hey, something that's some wrong. No respect
1: on Nas Reed. Nas Reed and uh, Luca Garza yeah. almost cooked the Warriors. They, somehow. Were, cook-
0: they were cooking us.
1: <laughs> but luckily, they kind of cooled off there at the fourth. But the Warriors, the Timberwolves have a lot of problems. They need to fix loft holes in the roster. The Gobertry kind of dismantled them. So I like the Clippers there as well. Yeah.
0: Well, that's going to do it for our bets. There are a lot of games, so it should be fun. Should be hopefully we can each get some, you know, wins, and keep it close.
1: Yeah. But hopefully just some good games, entertaining to watch, give us some more stuff to talk about. But the NBA is thriving right now. Tons of things going on, tons of things to look forward to, playoffs right around the corner, and we can't wait.
0: For sure. And next week we should have a good or this Friday we should have a good episode for you too. So uh, Stay be tuned. Re- be ready for that one. But that's going to be it. That's a wrap today on Four Winds in June. Thanks for listening. Thank you.